0: So you wanna a show for writers by writers? Da 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 de, da.
1: <laughs> I swear we're professionals. Okay, are we
0: though?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to So You Wanna the podcast for writers by writers. I'm Elle, a contemporary romance author on Wattpad. You can check out my book, Read, which is the first book in my five-part series titled The Bachelor Collective. I also have a holiday novella that is good any time of the year, a very Colorblind Christmas. And finally, my Waddy's 2021 shortlisted novel For the Love of Art. If you're looking to chat with me, you can follow me on Instagram at lmeredith.writes. I'm also on TikTok, making silly videos at lmeredith.writes. And as stated above, I'm most definitely on
2: Wattpad at lmeredith.writes. And I'm Meg, the author of the Miranda Wrights Trilogy, The Ostler's Boy, Birds and Bullets, and a few other cross-genre works. You can find me on Wattpad under Megan Alexandria, or follow me on Instagram at author Megan Alexandria. And today we have a surprise. We have our first guest
1: of the podcast, fantasy writer, friend, Matthew Romeo. Hello. Tell us about yourself, Matthew.
3: Hello, thanks for having me on here. Um, I'm Matthew Romeo. I am the science fiction author of the Maven Knight Trilogy. Um, I am a fantasy author uh, for the upcoming Seaworth Chronicles, which is a high fantasy series. I'm also another science fiction writer for uh, the Outrider Saga, which is a science fiction heist story. Uh, All of those are all work in progress. Only the Maven Knight Trilogy has been published. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Matthew.S.Romeo, uh, or you can follow me on Goodreads at Matthew Romeo.
1: Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, for anyone who hasn't seen the show, Matthew actually came on when we did our fantasy genre all those years ago, and <laughs> I have to say I'm a little bit sad that you're not wearing your hats. I know no one can see you, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. It's are <laughs> in our hearts.
3: Yes, I, I'm... Believe in the hat that's in your heart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of funny because like, right, I mean, before we even started recording, we were just talking about Lord of the Rings and stuff. And I don't know, your hat instantly came to mind. Um, (laughs) Because it's a straight up wizard hat.
2: It's Gandalf's hat, I swear.
3: It and is absolutely Gandalf's hat.
2: You pretty much have two options with that. You can either be saving Middle Earth, or you can be sorting children into like houses, right? I
3: would rather I would rather save Middle Earth and sort <laughs> impetulant kids into houses.
2: Yeah, Slytherin. Okay. <laughs> I
3: had to be Slytherin.
2: <laughs> okay, I, I feel attacked because when I took that quiz, i mean, I'm not saying that I'm Slytherin but yes you are i know
3: I, I i'm i'm house slytherin too so don't feel ashamed
2: okay good slytherin am, I the, am i the only not slytherin so i'm ravenclaw uh, the most surprising part of this is that you're not hufflepuff <laughs> <laughs> that like is what's I, shocking I, here okay.
0: So
3: what have, e-
1: sure that I'm though? have
3: either of you seen a very potter musical
1: yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. what the hell is a hufflepuff
1: <laughs> i just oh. want to know where the name hufflepuff came from like
3: i want to know where <laughs> all of those names came from like where i don't you know Ravenclaw
1: kind of makes
2: sense because ravens kind of have claws i don't
1: know there what is whatever. literally
2: a character named draco like named after a dragon if you guys are hung up on hufflepuff
1: (laughs) there's a lot of it's all weird
3: griffin door yeah yeah but it has nothing to do with griffins it's kind of
2: like when i'm naming a character and i just look around the room and i'm like picture lamp chair like (laughs)
3: Pick chair. that's his last name.
2: <laughs> hey, that sounds cool the way you say it.
3: Like- <laughs> <laughs> you just you add the the fantasy emphasis on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: put a random accent in there <laughs> on the Wattpad. I wrote on episode with my friend, and she's an amazing writer, by the way. But whenever we it t- came time to make up names for our characters she would have the weirdest names. I'd be sitting there like, yeah, let's name her Eloise or something. And then she's like, the band member's name is Severin. And it's like, where did that come from?
2: (laughs) That whole time I was like waiting for a Kyle to drop. I was like, (laughs) his name is Kyle in in the, you know, high fantasy that I'm writing.
3: (laughs) And it's spelled completely weird. It's like (laughs) K-I-E-L.
2: Yeah, and then like people, people think that it's like a really cool name until they like sound it out, and they're like, "Wait a second, this guy's
3: name is just Kyle."
2: <laughs> he plays the lead at campfires. Like,
1: <laughs> I have no clue what that's like because because I write contemporary works, I write really boring names. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I just every, I'm every... in the middle of the Oslers' boy series, so like everything that I'm writing, I have to keep like. Kind of like Nordic for certain parts, and then mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like different for other parts of the world. And I'm like in this web of like made up sounds. And I'm like, <laughs> I hate every moment of this. Why? made up sounds? Why why did I make this a series? What have I done? Oh my
3: gosh! Coming up oh with names God. is actually it, it's like. It's tough, but it's so much fun once you like nail down the character. I think one of my favorite character names that I've come up with because it's just so extra and so (laughs) extravagant is Flanagan Dragonclaw. Oh
2: my God, I love Flanagan (laughs) (laughs) Dragonclaw. I love that. If I met a man who was like, hello, I'm Flanagan Dragonclaw, I'd be like, okay. (laughs) I want him on my (laughs) team.
3: You wouldn't be like, what a ridiculous name.
2: yeah, i absolutely would, but that's why I would pick him. Like, like this guy's got main character energy. Like let's put him over here so that I, I last a few chapters. Like my name's Megan. It's not even like I'm going to attach myself to, to Flanagan so that I make it. Like
3: but here's the thing, Megan, would you like to spice up the name? Would you include an h and be one of those Megans?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> if I was in a fantasy novel, yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: If I, fan, if I was in a fantasy novel, I H. You guys know that Meghan Markle spells her name <laughs> <laughs> that way. And she married a
3: prince.
2: Remember, she point in case. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and she was okay. a commoner.
2: Yeah. I'm just and saying. Black. So, you know, there's a lot there. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's uh let's get to the show. Um, today we're talking about uh if you can't tell, my favorite genre, fantasy.
3: woohoo fantasy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think, uh, Matthew will kick
1: us off here and he's gonna help us talk a little bit on world building. Um
2: Ooh, yeah. and I'm gonna sit back and listen because I am <laughs> world building fantastic <laughs> worlds. <laughs> I'm also gonna sit back and listen because it would be really weird if I talked at the same time as someone else.
3: Well, we we always, it's always good to have discussions. Like if I say something and you completely disagree with it, you know, Mm -hmm. call me out.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> you know, th- th- that's what I love about doing, you know, these podcasts and lives. It's like, you know, we all have discussions. Like, yeah. it's not just one person being like, let me just drone <laughs> on <laughs> about this.
2: <laughs> we had like a 40 second conversation about the name Kyle. So I feel like this is going to be fun.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, I got to add that to my series. <laughs> yeah. Kyle with an IEL. <laughs> Um so <laughs> everyone's world-
0: probably
1: turned off the podcast by now from that so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right.
3: I'm
2: All the sorry. Kyles are out. They're, they have exited
3: the chat. Kyle's come back. Anyways, <laughs> I'll get to world building. Um, so kind of just uh what we chatted about uh last year and you know kind of the uh process that I always start with when it comes to both science fiction and fantasy, it's you know, starting small, like you know, you We as authors, we have these, you know, we have ideas firing on all cylinders, but you know, it's when it comes to putting all those ideas on paper, it's like one of the toughest jobs ever. Yeah, it's
2: exhausting.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I keep telling you, other writer friends, it's like if we could just have like a device that attaches to your brain and it just translates it for you, that would be the best.
2: No, no one wants that. Don't you know? open that door.
3: Because <laughs> then we'd be out <laughs> of jobs. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, I always like to start small with uh with world building. You know, it's you know, it also kind of intermixes with characters. So it's like you you come yeah. up with a character, you give them their stake in the world, um, and you kind of craft the world around that character or characters. You know, if you if you have multiple povs that you want to explore in your world. Um, you know, it's good to kind of tailor how the world revolves around them so that you introduce world building through the eyes of the character.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so, yeah, I think that's my biggest uh, first step for anyone aspiring to be a science fiction or a fantasy author. I, I, sh- I don't know why I keep saying science fiction. This is a fantasy podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's okay. I feel, like it, I feel like it fits in the world. Okay. You know. <laughs>
3: Cool. I don't, I,
2: just
3: like I don't. Your wheelhouse, though. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> my wheelhouse is science fiction and fantasy, so I got to name drop them both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, just for any aspiring uh, writers for fantasy, you know, just make sure your characters have a stake in the world. That's the like the first bit of advice I can give you. Yeah, for sure. Um. Oh, <laughs> you go ahead, Megan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. Interesting.
1: I would. Say. <laughs> That's fantastic for a
2: podcast. I know. I was excited. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going
3: to like. All right, well, I'll uh, just kind of branching off of the, uh, you know, the characters having a stake in the world because a lot of authors, you know, or aspiring writers, they they always ask themselves, where do I start? You know, like, what's the best place to start? And, you know, mm-hmm. various authors have their their own bits of advice like oh you should outline first or oh you should world build first you should you know write the characters arc first and for me if especially if you're crafting your own world like for high fantasy Mm -hmm. um, you definitely need to start with that world building so that it you know stays consistent and it uh, maintains a through line throughout the plot because there's plenty of books that bend the rules to match just the story of the book like I could go into so many uh, dissections of Harry Potter and how the rules are completely broken in the later books.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I guess it's just like with a, uh, uh, for uh, like the sorting hat for, for one thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all the main characters get put in Gryffindor. But if you really think about it, Hermione is a Ravenclaw and Ron is totally a Hufflepuff.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's true though. Like, <laughs> Definitely the
1: I, Ravenclaw, I can see Hermione is-, is definitely mm-hmm. a Ravenclaw I always wondered her. that too, though, like-
3: yeah. it's like- Dang,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> But it's like, um, you know, the Gryffindor house theme, it's like, oh, they're brave and they're fierce. They're go-getters. It's like, okay, cool. Ron and Hermione are not that. <laughs>
1: And, and what about
3: Neville Longbottom? Yeah, neither <laughs> was Neville. Neville Longbottom should have been a Hufflepuff.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh yeah, because Hufflepuff isn't Hufflepuff for herb- herbology too, or?
3: Yeah, they're like the main uh, like herbalists. Like they're yeah. they're particularly good finders.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, Matthew, you might have ruined Harry Potter a little I'm for sorry. me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, I digress. I digress. Please continue. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, so it's yeah, you know, I definitely don't mean to ruin Harry Potter for anybody. It's
2: I mean
1: <laughs> is
2: maybe the hat is like learning his job. Maybe he was not like qualified when he got it and now he's like <laughs>
1: because listen,
2: he put Snape in the wrong house too, allegedly, right? So like yeah. maybe <laughs> he's new, like
3: or maybe he's just. No one trained really, him, okay? He's <laughs> he really bad out. at his job.
1: <laughs> he's terrible at his job, is the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: but it's so, I guess just an example that uh, I can give for uh, my point of view from writing fantasy. Um, you know the the first character that I crafted, um, his name is Argus Swiftfingers. He is a swashbuckler from the city. <laughs> Extravagant.
2: stuff because I'm pretty sure if someone named Swiftfingers was around me. I'd be hiding my purse.
3: <laughs> yeah, he he has his fingers are very swift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: He's he's a swordsman. He's a thief. Um, you uh-huh. know he's. Uh, I think one of the things that you know he it's kind of meant for laughs but it's like people are like D- do the twirly thing and he twirls like a, a flute between his hands so it's like oh <laughs> look at how fast he twirled that <laughs> but it's the most random thing
2: <laughs> um, I love <laughs> the only question is: Is this a a, a self appointed name, or was he like born with that last name? Does he come that from? That is a definitely
3: family? that is definitely a self appointed name.
2: A <laughs> name. <laughs> I, I kind of wish
1: he was born with it. Yeah. <laughs> Something like you could into your name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this kid is born with the name Argus with Fingers. It's like now you gotta live up to that last name. Swift
2: fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Look we'll at uh, Dragon Claw over here. Yeah. He's doing it.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, like, so like, since he's a swashbuckler, kind of tailored the the story around that. It's like, you know, he comes from a, an ocean city where, you know, there's lots of, you know, exotic locations, a lot of exotic people. Um, he served on a on a ship called the Sea Ferret. Uh, he had some, <laughs> some, some swashbuckling oh, adventures. Oh, I
2: just got the name sea ferret <laughs> Listen, I'm not sure I'm getting on a boat <laughs> that's named after like a weasel-like rodent. Like that's <laughs> just sound... okay. <laughs> It yeah, sounds are like a very long, weirdly shaped boat. And I don't, <laughs> don't want to be on it when it sinks. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: It just, like, totally... I think that's... I can, since we're on this topic, I can totally go into how just ridiculous the names are for like yeah. this entire city culture. Like he names his swords after puns. Oh, like no. his main sword is called Peacemaker, spelled like P-I-E.
2: Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> can you imagine? Be like, amazing. can you imagine being like a like a noble princess and being like? Oh, his sword is made. His named <laughs> Peacemaker. He must be very, very brave. <laughs> and he's over here, like, uh, yeah, no. okay.
3: <laughs> I'm slicing and dicing.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm making pieces.
2: I'm brave. <laughs> I'm making peace of some sort. I'm excellent yeah. at politics.
3: <laughs> so yeah, it's like the, those little kind of, those little things are uh, kind of ways that you can help world build around your character you know it's you know if you want them to have uh a specific culture that they're a part of and this yeah. is where i'll name plug the other character of seaworth which is uthal the barbar, uh, the goliath barbarian uh-huh. um he he we we came up with the the goliath character and then we built the uh, the culture around that you mm-hmm. know they're mountain folk they're nomadic um you know they're they're very rigid like they don't <laughs> they don't talk much or if they do, it's you know very simple sentences like, "Oh, we must do this."
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you; he sounds totally my type. <laughs> <And> <laughs> like I'm, I, was like, like, I, I might be him. Yeah,
3: <laughs> well, it's funny you, you mentioned he that. <laughs>
0: real- is he
3: he single? is single. Uh, both oh, of the okay. both of the character, the main characters in the first uh, in Seaworth are single. <laughs>
1: So maybe I could create an L character. Um, So you're saying there's a
3: chance. (laughs) (laughs) There's a chance. (laughs) It's it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I got beta reader feedback for uh, book one of the Seaworth Chronicles, and everyone's favorite character was Uthal. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, I think there were a couple people that really liked Argus, but everyone was just so endeared to Uthal. They were like, he's so good.
2: You know, it's that that world building, though, that really makes you, like, love the side characters, because, yes. like, it's so, like, you get, like, all these details, and, yeah, I just, that's, like, my favorite part. I can definitely movie.
1: agree with that, because, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fantasy reader, but I've obviously read Meg's books, and that's something I've always actually said about your books, too, is that it's those mm-hmm. side characters when you build the world <laughs> right, they, they're really comforting. awesome. Yeah, meg you. has a face. i know i can see it but meg has a face because i'm complimenting her writing yeah i hate that um and this happens every time i compliment her writing so <laughs> i i
2: enjoy the Matthew uncomfortable. is very receptive to it he is smiling like he is
3: like <laughs> i'm just like yeah
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like i like your writing Matthew and he's like thank you yeah and you're like i like your writing Meg and i'm like Oh, God. What's wrong I'm, with you? I'm, I'm <laughs> squeamish now. But I mean, whenever people say,
1: hey, Elle, I like your writing, I'm always like, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> this trash.
0: Like,
3: I, I do understand that, though, where it's like, you know, it, it kind of does take you by surprise. It's like, oh, people actually like this. I was not yeah. expecting yeah. this. No, <laughs> like,
2: really. I just. I just had somebody uh, slide into my DMs today, and they told me that they, <laughs> yeah, they really liked the character Svana from The Ostler's Boy, and that mm. they never read like a woman like that before, and they were enjoying it. And I was like, I was so convinced everyone would hate her, so I'm so happy. She's <laughs> like, such an awful brat. <laughs> cool. I'm glad, glad she's doing well.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally I totally get that too cuz uh, there was an, a, a book I read last year. Um here's me plugging a, a fellow indie friend, uh yes. The Light the Lightning Bride by DM sontag
2: Oh man, I've seen that. It's on my TBR.
3: It's so good. Like oh, really? it, I yeah, it's it's so uh, she calls it new adult uh fantasy even though I technically still qualify it as YA because Melee, the main character is 19. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. she's totally young adult, <laughs> but um, it, it's so good. Um, and she was surprised when I said that Maylee was my favorite character because she was like, everyone else hated her. They thought <laughs> she was a <her> brat.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> so Aww. I'm just, I'm like, well, I, I had a good time with her. She didn't seem a brat to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dipping out on my phone here, guys, to add that to my cart Don't mind me.
3: Oh, and if you want to wait, Megan, she's gonna try and release it in hardback.
2: Oh, well, I'm gonna do that
3: because <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm still disappointed I didn't get Maven Knight and hardback. I might have to buy it. <laughs> you might I own it already already. I own all like, three of them
2: and I'm like, well, I might need to get the hardback one. It is so just, nice. thank you. Like I uh, I just wanna like we're just gonna stare at the map. Like
3: did, did, did you do you have do you have it already, Megan?
2: No, it's Gotcha. Yeah.
3: I was about to say, I was like, man, that got to you fast. It took yeah, like know, right? three weeks <laughs> to get high. to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I should expect it to take like a year to get to me.
3: I think right, it's, but... I think it's different for customers. I think like with the, when they're like, oh, the indie author themselves is, is yeah, ordering copies.
2: Copy. Yeah. They're like,
3: oh, we don't need to rush it to them. They can wait. But if it's a they customer. They the
2: book. It's not yeah. like they're going to
1: read it. Right. <laughs> still laugh that when I ordered your books I remember sending you a picture because I got all three books and then I got a bar of like a like a case of weight loss bars and I remember sending you the picture I'm like Amazon send me your books and
2: some weight loss <laughs> what I kind of that. weird like cross-market <laughs> scheme is right that? Like, I was I like
3: I was like I promise I, I didn't send that
2: like <laughs> thank you for buying my books like
1: I definitely asked Matthew if it was part of the deal like you get books and some weight loss
2: <laughs> the weight loss bar is actually yeah, his sponsor and so he's like contractually <laughs> obligated to ship those together they're
1: still in my desk at work by the way um <laughs> I just think it's funny because a couple weeks ago or like a month ago I ordered like a little table to put underneath my desk that I write at and instead of getting a table, they send me a uh, ellipt or not an elliptical, like a stationary bike. And so I feel <laughs> like Amazon is trying to tell me something between these weight loss bars and this
2: like oh, this bike like, do you, you don't know you me it's <laughs> very heartful
3: <laughs> oh my I'm gosh i'm now i'm now imagining like my next promo is gonna have to be you know me like laying on the couch with the book and eating one of those
2: you <laughs> gotta bars eat them, yeah like totally lean into it
3: <laughs> sponsored by <Yeah.
2: laughs> I it's a like guilt-free
1: <laughs> if i'm ever hungry though i can eat a weight loss bar at work so <laughs> <laughs> what if we um, taste it? Like, oh
3: yeah, you didn't even to, give yeah, them
2: a chance. I <laughs> did not. They're chocolate. I can tell you that much. I'll send you a picture on Monday. And you didn't even like send them back. Like
1: <laughs> no, I just put it in
2: my desk drawer and I forgot. I kind of forgot. it. Somewhere about someone <laughs> has ordered that, and they're like, it says delivered, but it's not here. <laughs>
3: Oh, could you imagine if like they had crossed like the orders? It's like you got the the weight <laughs> loss bars and they get books. It's like what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, on the weight loss bars, like a uh, Amazon review, it's like one star. Not sure why I got the Maven knife, but it's amazing. Like <laughs> five stars to the book, one star to the chocolate bar, like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You just get like all these like weird like roundabout like people trickling in off that.
3: <laughs> See, I feel like that's like the next method of us getting our workouts to people is just randomly switching out packages. Like yeah,
2: guerrilla marketing like, you know, like. <laughs>
3: I gotta okay, get my can bo- I just, like,
1: maybe don't use weight loss bars I was a little <laughs> offended I was like what is that <laughs> <then?"> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you trying to tell me sir
3: <laughs> and, and when you sent me that L, I was like oh my gosh I feel like offended too that like, that- <laughs> <laughs> like I hope I didn't send that
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's your giveaway that's instead giveaway. of like bookmarks or a signed copy you get weight go- loss bars just- Whatever's around like your so- house, you go to the pantry, you grab like a bag of popcorn—not even the box of them, but like a single bag. Single
3: bag, or it's already made popcorn. I just yeah,
2: <laughs> it arrives sale like.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, the funny uh, thing too is when I opened up the package, that's the first thing that was there was these bars. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and with
3: and the weight of the box, it
1: was the box. <laughs> thanks Matthew you've seen me once you've seen me one time <laughs> in an Instagram video and this is what you're saying okay
3: it's like man, that's rude Matthew what the hell
2: <laughs> you just get like unfollowed and you don't even know why you're like,
3: <laughs> you're what like I haven't heard from Ellen, Megan in a while what happened oh they're not following me anymore I've been blocked
2: <laughs> yeah because I'm her bestie so I'm like obligated to, to unfollow <laughs> you messaged me, what's wrong with Al? Um, <laughs> I can't tell you.
3: <laughs> There's a cease and desist order.
2: <laughs> just send him a cease and desist order. like a Do you, like, do you guys understand the urge I have to actually draft up a fake one? <laughs> send now like.
3: Dude, I, get, I get this in the mail I'll be like cease and desist what I don't know what I did
2: but I have to hide it so you're just you're gonna get like a copy of my book and when you open it it's gonna have that in there like
3: if that's if I do get that that's gonna be the best bookmark for your yeah. book <laughs> I'll be like oh cease and desist right here
2: or I'll be in be the empty box from the weight loss bars <laughs> And that's inside because clearly I ate them, okay? Message (laughs) received. But like, you know. Here's your letter.
3: The life of indie authors is so interesting.
2: (laughs) We're a community.
3: See, yeah, exactly. Like the fact that we can all like get around and just laugh at this. It's like, yeah, Yeah. we understand these struggles and these random things that happen. Uh, so i'll i'll conclude my little thing yeah, on real, yeah. real quick <laughs> i mean this is great podcast material by the yeah, way yeah i'm just saying <laughs> uh, but yeah it's uh, so kind of on the uthal thing uh, d- like dissecting his culture and like uh his race also kind of basing it on uh geography like you know if what, what we kind of settled on it's you know he's in these mountainous regions you know it's a harsh environment you know not a lot of resources so they have to outsource to people or they hunt bigger animals yeah um they're really primitive uh we, we, i think we kind of base them a little bit it's like a mix of native americans slash uh vikings yeah yeah um so that's yeah that, that's a a good way to kind of help flesh out your world as well as to like you know go into the cultures based on their yeah. geography and you know, what kind of species uh, they are. Um, and then my final piece of advice, and this is one that I just, I love this one. Uh, it's and taking inspiration is good. Like yeah. a lot of people will say like, oh, this isn't original or, oh, uh, you stole this from Star Wars, Matthew. Why did you do, why did you make the Maven Knight Star Wars again? <laughs> and it's like, you know, nothing's going to be original. Um, everything's been done already. So I you know, think about you... all the
2: Beauty and the Beast retellings that are out there. You know, yeah, have yeah. it one on my shelf right behind me that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote one into oh, <laughs> heard of one. Yeah. How
3: how many you know fan fictions have there been, or uh, like copy and pastes of like Twilight, Fifty Shades of Gray? Like,
2: oh, gosh, I'm,
3: yes. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure Fifty Shades of Gray was a copy of Twilight. It was, it a, was. Fanfic. Yeah. Yeah, it it was.
0: a
2: fanfic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
3: So Dark like yeah, no, <laughs> <Dark times. laughs> yeah, like like my my like some advice I wanna give uh uh rising indie authors uh and just fellow indie authors as well, it's you know, don't worry about being original because everything has literally been done already, and I have oh my okay, so maybe not everything's been done because I just <laughs> saw this. Last weekend and I have to tell you guys about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready.
3: I saw the most ridiculous book on it. Amazon. It's called Kissing the Coronavirus.
2: Oh god, <laughs> I've seen that though. Like, <laughs> how is I gonna see that? Yes, yeah It has like a very aggressive cover.
3: It has a very aggressive <laughs> cover. You read the synopsis and it's like, oh, this doctor was in charge of curing the coronavirus, and instead she fell in love with it. I was like. Oh my God!
1: Listen, but I, I think the reason it was never done is because COVID nineteen. Yeah. Was new. So you know it had it could only be made in the last two years. Exactly.
3: So now I'm like, okay, I guess everything has been done now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I I purchased a um, Santa Claus romance last Christmas because the blurb was like ridiculous, and I was like. Yeah okay, I'll bite I'm going to tell you what it was because I don't want anyone to look it up. But. But,
3: this is the, but I that's, was
2: not totally against it. <laughs>
3: that, it's funny you mentioned that because it's like these books <laughs> grab people like-
2: Grab their attention, yeah. Yeah,
3: the, like the, the, yeah, it's like the a mix of the absurdity, the curiosity, like mm-hmm. maybe like, it's like, oh, this is going to be hilarious to read. Yeah. Um, like I looked at, you know, this book and, you know, it had 714 reviews. I was like, are you kidding me?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So also to any, you know, fellow indie authors and aspiring authors, if a book like that can get 700 plus (laughs) reviews and make that kind of popularity, you can too.
1: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I will say, I have to agree with you on the whole, like everything's been done. I feel like, especially as a romance author, like romance is Mm -hmm. such a big genre and it feels like every trope has been done. Everything's Mm -hmm. been done. You can't come up with an original idea, but I will say, I think a lot of it's just putting your spin on stuff. Like, Oh my God,
2: I was thinking the exact phrase, putting your spin on it.
3: It's like you yeah, guys are this one is brain. We've
2: we become together. one. We're one person. This is why we work together.
0: We finish each
1: yeah. other's sandwiches. Literally, literally, I'll send her a text about something. And she's like, I was just about to send you the same thing. And it's like, okay, well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's uncomfortable. Yeah.
3: Get out of my head.
2: I'm still not um, fully convinced this is not like a fight club situation. Yeah. <laughs> <Which we are>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> But which one is real and which one is the imagination?
2: Well, I'm Brad Pitt. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, that answers it. Yeah. Is person.
2: <laughs> Awful, but yeah, I mean, kind of going with all what you're saying, you know, yeah, like you just put your flavor to it and everything. Um, you know, the Miranda rights, which is my trilogy, actually mm-hmm. um, sprouted, the idea sprouted from a Buffy the Vampire Slayer RPG game
3: that that's a you great know? inspiration
2: know. <laughs> like i made a character named miranda and then mm-hmm. i sat down to write it and of course like it's not a vampire slayer and it's like completely different now mm-hmm. but if you have an idea you know that's my advice go with it run with it yeah. see where it takes you i can't tell you the number of times poor l had to listen to the change of the ostler plot. <laughs> like <laughs> oh
0: some ideas, you can plot all you
2: want, but some ideas are just going to manifest as you create them. Especially with world building and character building, you know. Like I based a lot of the lore in the Miranda Rights universe off of real life lore, mm-hmm. but there were just points where I had to change it to work for yeah. my my universe. You know, but it yeah. feels very familiar because there are pieces that it like hints at, And I think that's like a, a good advice, what you were saying is, you know, take consideration. Yeah. yeah, take and then, inspiration and don't be afraid, yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to go off what uh, Megan just said, uh, like that familiarity can help like draw people in. It's like, you know, like uh, using another example, you know, for like for romance, it's like, if you say, oh, hey, this is, you know, like Twilight meets this, a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, I love those, so let me check this out."
2: Well, I know uh, that on our show we talk a lot about indie publishing mm-hmm. here, um, but you know, if you're you're lobbying traditional publishing houses, when you do your letter, you actually are asked to to announce, like, declare who your audience is. So, mm-hmm. if you like the Sookie Stackhouse series, you'll like the Miranda Wright. You know, like, they want to know who your audience is. So it's definitely something to be thinking about. Um, Yeah, totally.
1: And your information should be on that. I mean, in that, like, speaking of Fifty Shades, so many books came out after Fifty Shades that were, like, absolute remakes of it. Just, like, again, like, it's just a different flavor put on to the story, you know? So definitely, like, you can get traditionally published remaking, Mm -hmm. you know, very
2: famous, very... The Dang 2000s has been a wild time, guys.
3: <laughs>
2: this podcast has been wild. We've gone from Twilight, Fifty Shades, Harry Potter, like.
3: I mean, hey, shot
2: at all, you guys.
3: At, at least Twilight, we're, it's still in like the fantasy realm. Fifty Shades, we gotta we gotta ax that one out because that has no fantasy it's in it. It's somebody's fantasy. <laughs> there is this Nice. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I think, uh, have, have you two heard of, I uh was that series by Sarah J. Moss? Uh, court oh, of Thorns.
2: Oh my god! Yeah. Started. You just like, started something, <laughs> you. Oh boy! Like
0: Okay. That, the-
2: like five minutes ago, when I mentioned the Beauty and the Beast retelling, and I like adjusted behind me, and I was like, look, book I'm addicted to? It. It's literally a Court of Thorn and Roses."
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I have my hangups with <laughs> that, with them. So I won't. I don't want to rain on your parade, Megan. I but know. it's. <laughs> but it's also that's another book where it's like you know that has come out and a lot of uh indie authors have been like oh i want to take my spin on a uh, court of Thro- of uh, oh my god i can't even say the the title court of it's yeah it's so much in that title i can't even <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're all uh, i mean the second one's like a court of mist and fury they're all <laughs> they're all mouthfuls
3: <laughs> yeah so like it, that's another series like Fifty Shades, where you know it, it was so huge, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's you know it, it appeals to a lot of people's taste that they're like, oh, I want to take my and put my spin yeah. on this.
2: Yeah, yeah there definitely. is definitely a lot of fake content out there, especially in the indie market.
3: Yes, there's a lot of yeah. fay, uh, and I <laughs> I have my thoughts <laughs> we on We went from <laughs>
1: vampires to fay.
2: That's what happened. Used
1: to be Twilight. Yeah. Everyone wanted vampire stories, mm-hmm. and now we're into fay. Now
3: so, we're into fay.
1: Yeah, now it's that's the new thing. I'm I just cool
3: I want right I want werewolves. Come on, guys! Werewolves, oh my god, it was <laughs> just
2: werewolf. Werewolf. Miranda Miranda Wright saying.
3: <laughs> All right, well, that, <laughs> you, you heard it from Megan, everybody. If if you're tired of Faye and vampires, check out Miranda Wright's.
2: Uh, disclaimer, um, I like the Faye and vampire books as well. <laughs> 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 I I'm am not, not the, the one vampire. to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> you should see my bookshelf
3: all right (laughs) but yeah that's uh that's kind of all uh the points I had for world building um uh, and I guess uh, another one is you know kind of immerse yourself into that genre you know read watch play fantasy you know that's where you can get a lot of your inspiration
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and that's we say that with a lot of like the genres that you're writing like you need to read and see what you like and what you don't like and it and what's parts. successful? Yeah, like what mm-hmm. needs to be really successful in those? Not yeah. to say base your stories only on what's gonna sell, but yeah, you know, think about like, it from like a mechanic standpoint. Why does it work?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know,
2: definitely.
1: That's more probably what I mean. It's like, why does this work so well? Why is this yeah. such a good seller? Like, what is it about it? Is it the way? Is it the pacing? Like, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. It's, um, I guess I, th- this isn't really a new story, but I can break this to you too as well. Uh, so a Uh-oh. project that I've been wanting to work on is a romance book.
2: Yes.
0: It's
3: a romance book based in the Maven Knight uh, universe. Yes. So it's, it's kind of like a little slice of life romance Woo! story for yes. that. So like, uh, it was, I think it was early summer. I was like, okay. I go, went to my wife who, you know, that's what she reads. She reads romance. She reads, yeah. you know, a I lot of I i her to read our will I'll, I'll have to. <laughs> Be like, hey, Miranda writes and stuff that Elle has. uh <laughs> Listen, he is
2: busy. That's he is alpha. writing this book. Let him I, I, I'm
3: so, I'm so mad with this. remembering people's series. I, I apologize.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Elle's got going on
2: is <laughs> <laughs> and, lost,
3: I'm so sorry. and ride
1: some
2: weight loss bars for her <laughs>
3: <laughs> i didn't do it to i be promise fair,
2: <laughs> to be fair most of your work is contemporary standalone you haven't really embarked on a series until you decided to make lork lynn a series i hate myself but yeah and now now you have bachelor collective which is oh,
3: bachelor collective but
2: you only That's have one book out and it just came out please be nice to matthew we want him to come back on our show yeah we want you to come back
3: uh-huh. I will say that uh, that is a uh, that is an intriguing title for a series, right?
2: The Bachelor Collective. Yeah, the Bachelor the Collective. That sounds really the good. Guy's name is read Doesn't that just make you want to like
3: read, read it? it? <laughs> read
2: it. <laughs> Nobody can see this, but there were definitely some finger gun actions.
3: Yeah, i yeah. was into it. <laughs> so. But yeah, so I, I approached my wife and, you know, I got her advice. I was like, so I was thinking about, you know, maybe this could get us a, a new audience in here. Cause you know, when people think of sci-fi, it's like, okay, yeah. that's kind of, you know, this is just the general assumption. It's like, that's tailored for, for guys, but yeah. it's like, no, I could, I, I tried it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, well, maybe I'll try and tailor to something that's generally usually female readers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what
2: I, I find though, is that in my writing, I actually have like, a surprising amount of male readers that come over because of the fantasy genre. So like I think it's yes. good. Mm-hmm. I don't think there should be like a a separation there between like oh, romance, you know. Like I just want everything to be crossed with romance.
3: Yes. <laughs> my evil plan. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so it's it, exactly. It's like, you know, yeah. you could you have that little like <laughs> that little nugget of like hey come, come over we have a little yeah. bit of this in here and then you can enjoy this other the genre bait. in there yeah it's yeah. the
1: base. <laughs> I, like, I feel like in many ways with my bachelor collective that's what i want mm-hmm. to do because they're actually from the viewpoint of the men not the women so mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like um like I'm trying to play on like you know what it's like going through a romance from the man's, man's perspective as well as like the friendships because there's a like the reason it's a collective is cuz it's a group of friends. <laughs> yeah. Um so it's also about seeing that friendship and stuff like that. So trying to cater a little bit, trying to draw some men in who, you know. Might that's, be a, into that.
3: that's a good tactic uh L because that's exactly what J.K. Rowling did with Harry Potter. She wrote from yeah. the perspective of uh, a young boy which got a lot of male readers into it.
2: Yeah. And both Elle and I we we use um a couple of male you know, beta readers, basically, to, like, mm-hmm. run ideas mm-hmm. by and stuff, and I think as a writer, it really, like, Auto, you know, by like... the
1: way, to Craig
2: Crash, you can
1: follow him <laughs> on
2: Instagram, <laughs> Yeah. <probably. laughs> um, but, you know, it it's very interesting to say, hey, this is my idea, and then when you talk to someone, you know, because Elle and I are, are women, so we don't think, <laughs> we say... In case you <laughs> generally, that's not, it's not the catch. Well, you know, I'm not saying everybody, but, you know, um I'm when I run an idea by people. you know you guys you you think different than me
0: yeah you know mm-hmm. like women
2: think yeah. traditionally they think more you know they romanticize things and mm-hmm. they think of you know long term and whatever and and meanwhile you know like one of the things my dad told me when I was younger was like men define themselves by like their career and how they can fight and things like that you know, yep. so it's just very interesting mm-hmm. because there is definitely a dynamic there. And I think if you can do it well and you do your research, you know, yes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it really expands not only your horizons as a writer, but as a reader and as a person. So
3: yeah, I mm-hmm. 100% agree with that because uh, that and that was another thing that I took inspiration for for uh, the Maven Knight trilogy was I had a uh a friend who was a a female friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I was wording that weird, but yeah. I had a female friend who you know beta read it. You know, because there's the of the two povs, one is male and one's female, mm-hmm. and you know my favorite one ended up being the female one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: So uh, I wanted to. I ran things by her, made sure everything made sense, uh, made sure everything was consistent. So. You're you're absolutely right. It's it's key to get those kind of beta readers of the opposite gender to be like, yes, that is accurate or no, that's not how we think.
2: Well, and not even if you're not even writing from the POV of a different gender, um, but like world building and like how you said that it's all based on perception, you know, Mm -hmm. like people, different people are going to view it differently. So it's kind of neat to show like, hey, this is what I think about
3: Vampires, and I—I yep. of, <laughs> don't know, off
2: the top of my head. yeah <laughs> this
3: is what I think about the fae.
2: Matthew has very
3: different thoughts than Megan. I do, <laughs> but I—I I, I don't want to bring the podcast down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, um, that's that's kind of just uh everything I've got about for for world building. Um, do you guys have any? Uh, questions I guess questions or rebuttals on anything that I said oh
2: man I didn't know we were waiting till the end of that like I just kept jumping in like I know, yeah, like, oh, yeah. have some rebuttals on your thoughts on Faye but I don't know what they are I'll find out after. <laughs> okay well I'm going to go ahead and we'll get to our commercial break guys commercial and we break. will come back and we will talk about uh, you know, building characters a little bit. Did Megan die? Are you thinking about starting a podcast? Then you need Anchor. That's the app we use.
1: Anchor is a podcasting platform that gives you the power to create content on your terms. The best part? It's free. So what are you waiting for?
2: Start recording your show today. Hi and welcome back to So You Wanna, a show for writers by writers. If you're just joining us, I'm Meg and I'm here with Elle and special guest sci-fi and fantasy writer Matthew S. Romeo. We're talking about writing fantasy and we just covered world building. We're about to move into characters but before we get started I'd like to quickly cover the two standard types of fantasy writing. So there's pretty much two types of fantasy that you're going to see in fiction. You're going to see low fantasy and you're going to see high fantasy. And I won't bore you with like a 90 minute explanation of all the differences <laughs> because there are a lot. Um, you can go and check our YouTube to get them more in depth. In but um, so high fantasy is going to be a wholly original world. So you want to think like Middle-earth. It's going to have, you know, races. So elves and humans and dwarves. Think Lord of the Rings um, or a Court of Thorn and Roses or Star Wars or, you know, the Maven Knight. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit like there.
0: Thanks.
2: (laughs) Uh, But it's a magic-intensive world where lore and details play a significant role in the novel or series. And then low fantasy is really more of what you'll see in magic realism, which is a pre-existing world that you're adding to or adapting. Like so a yeah, like Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anywhere I can plug it. <laughs> yeah. Or like the Dreads and Files, which uh, I haven't read, but Matthew tells me is a wizard for hire in Chicago.
3: It's really good. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to read it. Um, or, you know, it's my show, so I'm going to self-plug here. The Miranda Rites, uh, which are werewolves in Memphis, Tennessee. So, I'm um, really just
3: imagining these werewolves with, like, really country accents.
2: Uh, oh no, God, the main... Bishop, I'm, not, I'm just Bishop. saying, the main guy uh, is... Oh, my God, Bishop. Is <laughs> he is... Starlin. He is a cowboy. But, so the werewolves are uh, based on the German lore of Werewolfa. So they speak German to each other. So he goes between being this like accented Texas drawl you know, cowboy, like I said. <laughs> just speaking German.
1: <laughs> so it's, it's a fun I am time. drooling on my bike right now. Gross.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll I'll do a quick plug for Dresden Files, real quick, just to like entice you even more. Yeah. Um, In one of the books, there is a redneck hillbilly wizard master who's basically, imagine Gandalf, but in overalls. I love him. uh, He drives a pickup truck, and his name is Ebenezer.
2: Oh, man, I love Ebenezer. He's my favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy's (laughs) ready.
3: so yeah there's a there's a redneck wizard in dresden files and it's great
2: i love it though because like when you talk about like you break it down like that you really are like kind of creating like these archetypes it's fun to like pick them apart like that it's kind of like that um reddit meme or whatever that's like explain your book badly yeah
3: it's it's so fun
2: (laughs) yeah like i thought that was that was a good time um but Yeah, so building characters is fun, but yeah, just remember to stay within whether or not you're writing in your high or low fantasy. I mean, you can find a middle ground and everything, but if you're lo- if you're creating your own, you know, entities and lore and cultures, just remember to be consistent with that. Um and remember that it is a world, so what I do is I kind of like I don't kind of I do um, make like a separate, uh, notebook that has like all the mechanics of my world in it so that I'm not breaking continuity at any point. And I think especially, I wouldn't say that I have any high fantasy yet. Um, I work really more in the low fantasy and the magic realism there. Um, even lost Social boy has like no magic in it, but it's like a fantasy world. The point is, you know, like even with that, it's like important to make sure that you're consistent. um I think we had like a, a conversation about the uh, Sorting Hat earlier and how he broke his own rules. <laughs> so, like, don't be the Sorting Hat. In conclusion, so <laughs> <laughs> don't be the
0: Sorting Hat.
2: If you take
1: anything away from our podcast today, you guys, it's don't be the don't be the
3: don't hat. be the Sorting Hat. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: Sorting Hat who's either bad at his job badly trained or doesn't care.
3: Don't I be feel like he's been doing it for hundreds of years. It's probably that third option.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he stopped caring halfway through. Like Or over maybe have we considered the sorting hat is an agent of chaos. And he just wants to see what happens.
0: Let them he fight. describes
2: as chaotic neutral and he's just here for the part.
3: <laughs> i could see that too he's just like i would, i want to see these pawns fight <laughs> yeah.
2: what would happen if i put snape and slytherin huh
3: <laughs> what I if i fight against
2: the odds
3: what if i put ron and hermione in gryffindor even though they clearly belong in hufflepuff and ravenclaw <laughs> well
2: they have to have classes together for them to talk Like, listen. Rule number one of a romance is your characters have to meet at some point. So, an unseen force, external force, you know, the Sorting Hat has to force you
0: guys. Well,
1: that's how uh, Hermione and Ron came to be. Was the Sorting Hat the romance arc coming out? Yeah, yeah.
2: Come on.
3: He saw those eleven-year-olds. He's like, I ship these two.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well I'm just saying you know as a reader <laughs> um <laughs> I want that romance in the book okay so I do read uh you know work without that um but there's something special about it when you're like using magic and fate and stuff and you're you're interlocking all those characters in and everything together to like make these outside influence okay the point is you know (laughs) 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 you and fate I I love it okay okay and I think it's a it's a good character I think it's a good mechanism to think about when you are you know creating your little world here like how can you just Make everything fit together, and wave your little magic wand over it, and be like, you know, like whatever. I don't have to explain myself <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> but
1: um, or the, you know, parent for anyone because you can't see us. Matthew and I are just staring at Meg like she's
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> characters, culture. I'm just throwing stuff out now at this point. <laughs> <laughs> But um, when you are building a character, um, you just want to make sure that you are kind of weaving them into the backdrop um, as much as you are making them standalone entities. Um, So (sighs) if you're going to make them fae or elves or werewolf, just make sure that this plays a role in the actual novel so my advice would be to make their identity serve the greater picture if your character has a special power because of who they are then that should serve a role in the story like they survive a situation because they are say an elf and not a human or like a good example would be in the Lord of the Rings series frodo is a hobbit and hobbits are less affected by the evil ring of power than other characters so you know when you're creating these your these characters you're really enhancing your world building as well mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: definitely. Although Frodo does succumb to that power. Let's just all admit that. Okay, but let's see you he he lasted the longest. He lasted the longest. Ah yeah, he did. He probably did last the longest, but oh no, I would have given for sure. Like look at my coffee addiction. I would have given into
2: that ring like
3: like that. You know, (laughs) like like
2: thirty minutes into it, you'd be like, wait, there's no coffee on this trip?
3: I could turn invisible and just steal coffee from someone else.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings <laughs> from Els POV is but it's the Didn't Lord of the coffee. Rings, but the cover is a coffee ring, like on a <laughs>
3: <laughs> Lord of the Coffee Rings.
1: <laughs> uh, you guys, I feel like I would like to be Lady of the Coffee Rings. Thank you.
2: Okay, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay right. I like how
2: you're I just want to say this you're you said lady of the rings right and my brain was like what's the feminine version of lord is it Lordess?"
3: <laughs> Lordess, you got to coin that now <laughs> <Or doesn't
1: believe. laughs> well I mean i mean, in the in the way of world building and stuff maybe I am a Lordess. maybe that's the world that's built <laughs> yeah that is the special uh set it's, it's of characters special I created in my book when she writes a fanfic of Lord of the Rings and it's about me, she's going to create me as a lordess.
3: <laughs> lordess of the Rings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: my it's gosh. somewhere that between was- elf and human. <laughs> Thank you. I actually like <laughs> that. Yeah. I didn't make you a hobbit. You're welcome thank you I appreciate that um you
1: know this is all a good segue into what I was going to talk about which is the fact that I'm not really a fantasy reader I have read some fantasy okay like Lord of the Rings obviously I'm very into Uh um but you know it's definitely not where I'm going to travel to in the bookstore the first place I'm gonna go um I don't write it although Meg has high hopes that I break into the romanticity world (laughs) yes i'm i'm ready ready. i think think the world is ready matthew cover your ears if i do it's probably going to be Faye related
3: (laughs) i'll give it a chance
2: (laughs) (laughs) we're a community look at us supporting each other
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay but any anyways when we back when we first did this fantasy fantasy show um i was so intimidated because i was I'm with two fantasy writers here. I mean, Matthew talks a lot about sci-fi, but he's also a fantasy writer. <laughs> Regardless, weird. he obviously builds worlds and, you know, creates stuff that in my wildest dreams I can't create. If you listen to our podcast last week, you'll all know that I couldn't even figure out what a Grisha was in Shadow and Bones. I watched three episodes and I still had no clue what they were talking about. So-
2: Can you imagine is- if she read that <laughs> book? Like,
0: oh how my lost-
2: <laughs> It'd be like my phone would be blowing up.
3: I don't <laughs> what understand. is this word?
2: <laughs> I, I tried to Google it. Someone,
1: someone sat beside me and explained to me, like I was a five year old, you know, exactly what happened in the first three episodes so that I could figure out the rest of the show. That's how bad it was. Like, that i don't know funny. what it is but when it comes to high fantasy i'm just, i'm not good at figuring out like i really have to sit down like that's why i'm so grateful for things like maps in people's books because then i can start to get a feel for what's going on and like what is this land and what is it like is it mountainous is it, you know like i need all that stuff because i am i'm you know i'm a contemporary girl but you know that said you can definitely entice me to read your books Um, And I will add everything that I'm about to say, you guys, this is my personal opinion um, in what draws me to a book. Um, I am a firm believer that characterization, pacing, and plotting should always be your main focus. Um, There's always gonna be an audience for you. You don't have to pluck people who maybe aren't naturally readers of your genre, Um, but you can definitely do a few things that help draw people. So I'm gonna tell you guys, like I am not annoying. What? <laughs> like maps? Yeah, like <laughs> just draw a map. Get it. Give me a map. <laughs> just draw me a map. You can literally, you guys, you can draw me a map and send me your book. Like you can just draw it in pen.
2: <laughs> but how nice is it when you? there there's like an map. insert.
1: <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm that person who I definitely judge a book by its cover. If your cover is pretty, I'm going to open your book or, yeah, you know, at yeah. least look for the blurb. And if you have a title that I think just sounds interesting, I'm going to pick it up. So that is definitely something to think about. I know they say like, never judge a book by its cover, but I'm sorry, you guys, people do. They're like There's having a good cover title. Is
0: really
2: There's a important. whole career that <laughs> makes book covers. I feel like that is a bad <laughs> phrase. <laughs> it is a terrible phrase
1: because everyone does. Um, and then the second thing that I will say um is then a blurb, having a really good blurb that draws people in. Because like I said, if your cover and your title pull me in, I'm gonna read your blurb. And if your blurb isn't strong, I'm not gonna go any further. Um another thing for me I will say like this is a personal thing but like uh, I'm mostly a period drama reader outside of like the romance genre so if you are going to you know do like a sub genre like you're going to go into period um, writing then make sure that that sub genre is really strong um, and because, accurate. yeah and accurate because there's one thing like we had this debate out with Bridgerton um, I watched it <laughs> and I like the story, but like the costumes not being realistic. And
2: you know, like for stuff those listening, kind of... the debate was Ellen and I. Yeah, the Ellen and yeah, I. Yeah, was with Matthew. Matthew wasn't part of it. I yeah.
3: have not, I have not seen the show yet.
1: <laughs> look so watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and so Meg and I talked about it and I just said like I loved the story. I thought it was in, well, I love some of the story. There, there's parts I don't like, but I'm we're not gonna get into that. But bathing like <laughs> again. <laughs> but the point is, is that like the costumes and stuff bothered me. And because I'm just I'm so deeply into period pieces and stuff like that. So I am just gonna say whatever subgenre you choose, make sure that you do it well and that you do it in a strong way. So you can draw in those readers who maybe weren't going for the fantasy, but they want that subgenre that you've picked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, I will say like, um, I'm a romance writer, so I always give this advice and that is make sure all your relationships, romantic or not, are well developed and make sense. (laughs) There's nothing worse than not feeling connected to characters and their friends and their lovers and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, uh,
2: well, and I think like the most important part there is that all, all your characters need to have like a purpose. Like, they have to, like, their own thoughts and identities and roles within the story. They can't just be a reason for your protagonist to get from point A to Z. They have to have their own motivations going. And, like, by doing that, you're kind of, like, I don't know, like, doing justice to that. Exactly. And A well-written story is going to attract a lot of outsiders.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like last week, we kind of touched on this too. Um, My love of Outlander comes up a lot. It's going to come up a lot, you guys. Uh, (laughs) Like to me, because I'm such a huge fan of Scottish and Irish history, like even though Outlander, the idea of like a time traveling woman to me, like if that was the premise you pitched to me, I probably wouldn't be super into it just as like an idea. Cause I'm like, Oh, time traveling. Okay. You know, I'm not really into that, but because it was based in a country that I'm very interested in, and the actual work was done really well to be um, accurate to the time and what was going on. Again, that's what drew me into it, was because mm-hmm. there's that side of it that I really enjoy myself. So I was able to kind of get past the uh, obviously fantastical elements that are in that book um, that probably I would have yes. been like spoiler oh, yeah. alert um excuse
0: (laughs) me everyone knows what
1: it's about (laughs) everyone knows it's a time-traveling woman okay literally there's so many advertisements for that show everywhere if you don't know you live under a rock
2: (laughs) could you imagine if you were listening to our podcast and you were like oh l really likes outlander i'm gonna give it a go and then expecting like just like a historical romance drama and then they got to like that part and they were like what what is happening like
1: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah anyway I know you guys say spoiler but I'm sorry unless you're living (laughs) no you know what's happening in that book and you know you know that she travels through time
2: (laughs) or you've ever had a conversation with Elle ever she has probably dropped Outlander at least four times so, you know the general gist of it. <laughs> okay. Well, I have not read it because I think it's sad.
1: Just okay. Well, I, I've told you it's not as sad as you think. <laughs> we won't go there because that is a spoiler. So, not, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> anyway, basically, to wrap up what I'm saying about enticing readers who maybe aren't fantasy readers to begin with. Um, you know, if you're able, stories able to support a subgenre, then make sure you do that genre justice. Mm-hmm. Um, get a good cover, get a good blurb. Um, also, that first chapter, especially like the first opening bit, make it strong because that's another thing I'll do is if I like your blurb, I like your cover, like your title, I'm probably gonna open up in the bookstore and just get a feel for your writing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know, and if I like your writing style, then that's probably what's gonna sell me to actually hit the or. I mean, we're not online. It just feels like we're online all Hit the time. That like.
3: yeah. like Hit that like. Hit that like. No, Megan, it's smash that like button.
0: we I was going to say, if I'm in the bookstore, I'll
1: actually go pay for it. But yeah, I'll also smash that like button. <laughs>
3: like comment subscribe the
2: cashier is very confused <laughs> what are you doing i'm, I'm smashing my like button i i'd like to buy this book where do i smash the like
1: button? <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant All right. Well, with that out of the way, I think that we can probably end the show. Thank you so much to Matthew for joining us today and sharing your knowledge on this subject. We're always so grateful to have you. You give us so much of your time. Like we literally take a (laughs) lot of it every single time we talk. (laughs) So maybe you can quickly... Remind our listeners about your work and where to find you, so that they can take hours of your time. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's it's always a treat coming to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, thank you again for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, yeah, but my name is uh, Matthew Romeo. I am the author of the science fiction trilogy, uh, The Maven Knights. Um, it is available on Amazon. For ebook and paperback, the first book, The Maven Knight, is now available for hardback on Barnes & Noble Press. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Matthew.S.Romeo. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Romeo author page. Uh, and you can follow me on Goodreads at Matthew Romeo. And uh, yeah, th- those are my plugs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Guys, don't forget to follow us and leave a rating on today's show and a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I'm not going to say smash that like, but you (laughs) You have to to
3: smash smash that like. Subscribe to the uh, subscribe to my first tier of Patreon.
2: Yeah. (laughs) We don't have that yet. I don't know. Can I smash likes there? Is that (laughs) what? That's all I want to (laughs) do.
1: um as well as always we like to remind you guys that we do have a discord and you're welcome to join us we have lots of great indie authors there who can help you with your writing um you can find that in the link in our bio you don't even have to come and ask us you can literally jump on there and we're gonna say hey welcome to the party pal or at least will. she'll send you a nice gift i love uh, that you watch die hard and you use that now welcome like, to the party pal
2: that you're disappointed you used it but my heart is sinking If you guys don't have Instagram, you can also search "So You Wanna Server" on Discord, and we're gonna come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, as for me, you can follow me on Instagram at
1: lmeredithwrites. I'm again also on TikTok with the same handle lmeredithwrites,
2: and finally on Wattpad lmeredithwrites. And. I'm a little easier to find. I'm on Instagram (laughs) at author Megan Alexandria and on Wattpad at Megan Alexandria.
0: Okay. Um, Next week,
1: (laughs) next week we'll actually be delving deeper into world building. So you can come back for that same time, same place. And we want to see you there.
0: So, The forerunners, but riders, da da, da da. De, da.